From the cinematic universe of J.J. Abrams comes the space strategy game Star Trek Fleet Command. Be the commander of your own missions. Customize your fleet of starships. Assemble a crew of new and familiar faces. Choose your weapons to prepare and lead your crew in epic battles. Every moment counts in these real-time battles. Boldly go where no one has gone before. Star Trek Fleet Command. Download free today on the App Store or Google Play. 23 minutes to wait. John Blake on the way this half hour. We'll talk weather with Amelia Mulcahy. She's got some good... A little bit of a spoiler alert, but she's got some good news for us, I think. Man, <laughs> it looks like a magnificent morning following what was a fantastic day yesterday and some more good weather news on the way. Then after 8 o'clock today, we'll get an update from Dr Mike Cusack from SA Health and also the host of Channel 7 Sunrise program. David Kosh will join us as well. But it is time right now to head to the nation's capital. Phil Curry for the Australian Financial Review joins us. Morning to you, Phil. Uh, morning, fellas. Um, Phil... Right around the world at the moment, you look at the, the big headlines, you're seeing Spain relaxing restrictions on, on movement, Italy's put together a panel to start looking at it there, Wuhan, we understand, is, is largely back to normal, Donald Trump's got a committee to in, investigate how to reopen business and get things restarted. Do you think that all that's going on in the rest of the world puts more pressure on the Australian government, or does it afford them the opportunity to wait for a moment and see what works best? Uh, a bit of both, Will. Uh, we are, uh, Australia, we're in a much better spot than any of those countries you name. They're all, you know, I, I think it's probably more wishful thinking on their behalf because the, the virus has so run out of control over there with the rates of infection and the number of deaths. I mean, we've had 61 people die in this country total. You know, they're having 2,000 a day die in the US. Um, you know, we've had, we've got about 6,500 people infected and our rate of infection now is down to less than 1% increase a day. We're actually... Um, in you know, sort of common parlance, crushing it, if you like. Um, we're doing a lot, lot better than nearly the rest of the world. So uh, our, our biggest problem is sort of a bit different to theirs. Ours is complacency. And this is, look, the government says, hmm. if we can we can keep this up for another three or four weeks, or what, we, we might be in a position to start getting things opening again on a gradual basis. And that's certainly what the premiers and the prime minister are now spending a lot of their time on what they're calling the road out. And the National Cabinet meeting on Thursday will be looking at, you know, what can be lifted and where and so forth. But, you know, you've got to balance that if you, everyone thinks, oh, it's OK, we've got this thing nailed and we'll go outside and do what we used to do. It could quickly spike and we could have a catastrophe. So, um, you know, I, I think we're in a much better position now to start a measured lifting of these restrictions, probably starting in a month or so. That's what the Chief Medical Officer was saying yesterday. He said, it, you know, this going to be in for a very long time, but we can start and there's no... You know, prospect in the immediate future of a large-scale relaxation. But, well, here in the ACT, we're getting case, we're getting days now we're not getting any new cases. And uh, Link South Aussie's doing very well, um, you know, WA, places mm. like that. We saw that outbreak in Tasmania. This shows you just how dangerous it can be if one person runs around infected and doesn't know it. And they've got 5,000 people locked in their homes for two weeks. So that's an example of what can happen if you... You know, you get a bit complacent. But I, I think, you know, I'm optimistic. I'm a lot more optimistic about here than anywhere else in the world in terms of getting back to, what, you know, some semblance of normal uh, quicker. I, overseas, it's more driven by a sense of desperation because their economies are just collapsing, you know, big time, much worse than here. Mm. Um, Spain, for example, you know, sending their construction workers back. Our construction industry is not mm. stopped. 
you know, thanks in large part to the to the companies and and the CFMEU and the AWU. They've all been working together to keep the sites going. It's been this amazing effort. So. Uh, yeah, look, I think we're in a much better spot, to be honest, and I think probably from Thursday onwards we might start hearing, you know, what we might better start doing sooner. But again, it's up to the state governments. You know, they're the ones who control these levers, and we've seen New South Wales and Victoria go pretty hard. Daniel Andrews extended the state of emergency for another month yesterday. So, yeah, those states will probably come out of it slower than, say, South Aussie and other places which haven't cracked down as hard. Mm. You mentioned how well things are going here in South Mm. Australia, Phil. We had just um, 10 cases over the entire Mm. Easter weekend, including, like you mentioned, the ACT. We had a day here where we had a big fat zero, which was Mm. a real no news is good news um, moment for for our state. What's your assessment of some of the speculation that was around last week? I noticed that on our text line we, we got a very critical message this morning from one of our listeners saying that there's no way in hell that they support the idea. But there's been discussion about the the low infection states, principally South Australia and Western Australia, being used as the venue for some kind of test to see what happens when restrictions are lifted. How um, advanced is the thinking on that and how fraught would the politics be, do you think, from a state perspective? Because presumably... a, a the SA or WA Premier would have to go, yep, all right, we're signing on mm. for that. Well, ultimately, it's a decision for Stephen Marshall and his government. I mean, it's Scott Morrison can't tell South Australia you know, what to do or what not to do. And and Morrison mentioned this last week. He, he said, look, some of the states will emerge quicker than the others and they will be observed as trials, if you like. So Stephen Marshall and the, and the health experts advising him say, OK, Premier, we can now start playing golf again and, and maybe, um, you know, people don't have to be locked in their homes and we can so, yeah, we can start opening the shops again, for example. Some would say the retail shops, the clothing shops. We now, we've got this thing sufficiently under control uh, as long as you do your social distancing. The schools is a big one, you know. Uh, mm. Is he going to open the schools in turn to... God, I wish I'd do it here. Um, but... Um, but, but and even if he does, the other states will watch that and say, well, OK, look, Stephen Marshall's opened his schools and there hasn't been a catastrophe, we might do the same. But there's no mm. there's no pressure to do it as such. He's not going to get pressured by Canberra. Yeah. He'll, the, the South, all the state governments will do it, you know, what they think. But at the same time, you know, if the states, some states do move quicker than others, they will get a competitive advantage in terms of, you know, economic recovery. But all these things have to be balanced. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, but, but look, the medical advice at the moment, for example, is it's, it's still OK to have schools open. Right. <laughs> and, uh, well, they're still open states. here. They, they are. No, I mean, yeah, you yeah. Talk, talking about it then, Phil, the, the schools are still open in, in mm. South Australia. You can still play golf in, in South Australia. So, in a way, we're already more free here in SA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, you should come back. I'm coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, join, join us at 5AA, mate. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'll drive Black Thunder. Put the band back together. Yeah, back to seriousness. Um, so Treasury modelling is suggesting that unemployment mm. will double in the June quarter to, yeah. to 10%. Uh, at the Fin Review among the sort of uh, the financial minds and the economists and people you guys knock around with and speak to, what's the latest thinking with regard to the style of the economic recovery we might have, given what we now know? Will it be the the V-curve, the, the quick bounce pack? Is it going to be prolonged? Is it the Sleeping Beauty um, hypothesis? What are you hearing? 
Oh, more, more of you still, I think. Um, yeah, okay. well, you know, where you sort of bottom out, sort of gradually, and then and then sort of emerge gradually. So, uh, look, yeah, that's right. Ten percent unemployment by June is what Treasury's now forecasting. Uh, that that's that's uh, double what it was in February before this thing really bit when it was five point one percent. Treasury saying without that JobKeeper payment, um, it would be fifteen percent, which would be fairly horrendous. So, look, ten percent in the scheme of things. You know, I think we had a lot of members 11 back in about 91 uh, during the recession. So we've been there before. It's not great. Um, but that will, you know, that, that that will take a long time to, to, to redress. And this is one of the challenges, for example. See, the last time we had double-digit unemployment was 1994. Now, we'd sort of emerged from the recession then, but um, but uh, employment takes a bit longer to catch up. So, mm. you know, in about six months' time, the government wants to start turning off a lot of these support measures because the budget can't afford it. But clearly, you know, unemployment's still going to be, you know, around 10 or, you know, near there. Um, so these are going to be tough political decisions to have to make because um, they're going to have to, A, try and get the budget, you know, back into some reasonable order as well. So these are all challenges exercising their minds and... Uh, you know, and we're going to, we're starting to see the re-emergence already. Of these debates about the put, you know, some economists throughout today saying you have to put the GST up to twenty percent, put the, the family home and the pension assets test, and all these sort of unpopular things. Um, and they're all going to get an airing again. And I think that'll be the, mm. you know, once we're through the health crisis, that'll be the big screaming match uh, to come. Yeah, second half of this mm. year. Great to talk to you, Phil. Terrific analysis, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Good on you, Phil. And good luck, Cheers, everyone. Phil. Bye. Yep, absolutely. Phil Curry from the Australian Financial Review. 48 minutes to wait. Amelia Mulcahy from 7 News right after this. From the cinematic universe of J.J. Abrams comes the space strategy game Star Trek Fleet Command. Be the commander of your own missions. Customize your fleet of starships. Assemble a crew of new and familiar faces. Choose your weapons to prepare and lead your crew in epic battles. Every moment counts in these real-time battles. Boldly go where no one has gone before. Star Trek Fleet Command. Download free today on the App Store or Google Play.